Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen I won't spoil your experience if you are not sexual you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual it takes energy meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions of astronaut. And in this way we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we aren't talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, your martial arts form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead of energy going out into the earth, it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a hot to here. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else is developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through our thrusting channel in Tibetan, I mean uh, in Chinese. Then it's called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. 
and we say that, well, I don't feel it, but you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it uh, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's, it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. make this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening, what's happening, what's happening? This is Coach Kite, and you are now rocking with the best. Each and every Tuesday night, you are here in the now with Original Native Radio and Symptometry Night. Every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, we have Symptometry Night, bringing you the best health care you've never heard of. But you've heard of it tonight, and as a matter of fact, you've heard of it for the last 25 weeks in a row. That's right, 25 weeks in a row. <laughs> 52 weeks is really what I'm saying. That's We already passed six months, so now we're getting ready to close in on 52 weeks, and we thank all of you for joining us from around the world on our galactical broadcast of Symptometry. Now, it is getting ready to be real big tonight. I'm going to bring all the energy forward. We are not going to get hesitated. Tonight's topic is HIV, AIDS, STDs, and curing them. We're not running from them. We're facing them face-to-face, staring them down, and kicking a you-know-what. That's right. Root cause therapeutics. We don't play around with disease. We let disease know who's the boss. But we also respect our body and return our conditions to optimal wellness as it should be. We're not an alternative medicine. We are the right way to do things. Oh, last week we were going in so hard on this topic 
the whole radio shut down. All of Blog Talk Radio just shut down. They were just everybody was calling the next day, like, "What happened? What happened?" Dr. Nardi was in mid sentence. Are y'all okay? It's all right. Don't worry. It's coming back tonight, full strength with even more. I talked to Dr. Nardi and I. Well, wait a minute. Let me find somebody to tell this story too. Um, this show is also fully, fully here because of the introduction by Dr. Charlie Abbott to Kyrie and myself to symptometry. This brother had been practicing or has been practicing natural natural Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Qigong's body talk for well over 13, 14 years. So I knew that if he said this is one of the new things and this is not really a new thing but the right way to do things, I need to check it out. And we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for this man. He hosted two times in North Carolina already the Sympathy. Symptometry Symposium. Y'all please put y'all hands together for my co-hosts with the most is Dr. Charlie. What's happening, big brother? How you feeling tonight? I feel fine, Coach. It's good to hear your voice once again. And it's great to be here on Tuesday, as we call it, Symptometry Night. And Symptometry Night is always a night in which we can be assured that there will be some information coming to us and things that we will, that will help us to brand, brand and braid the knowledge that we already have. And I really look forward to these Tuesday nights because we get a chance to share, people get a chance to call in to inquire about root cause therapeutics. And the great thing about root cause therapeutics is that it's open to everyone, to all humans, from all demographics, from all walks of life. Symptometry is here, and it's making a statement and a place right here in Greensboro, throughout the United States. And um, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm really excited, and I'm always excited to uh, be on with you on Tuesday nights. I know that you are doing great things through other nights of the week with your other shows, but I really, really am excited about being here and being able just to share and, and to see. And as you said, last week was a smoker. <laughs> it, definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a smoker, you know. I mean, uh we pretty much uh, uh, ran out of uh, a place for the for the fire. It was just that hot, and I believe that we gonna pick up from where we ended because it's necessary for us to continue into the topic. Um, I'm really really grateful uh, when I think about you know Coach Kaya, and we did talk about how we we came together and and and, and I, I mentioned symptometry to him, but Coach Kaya. Is a guy who's into man who's into astrophysics, cosmophysics, and you know he's also a successful CN28 coach. Uh, he's a master of the EFT technique. He's an ordained minister, and he's well versed in the areas of martial arts and um, and tantra. So I think that. Him being open to the to the news of symptoms, you just goes to show you what type of person coach he is. So, 
everybody out in the audience, you have to absolutely give Coach his credit and his applause based on the things that he's he's done and to actually see the value in some time. Well, I thank you, big yes. brother. I, I appreciate it. I, like I said, I'm just trying to um, let Dr. Nardi keep adding these uh, champagne-flavored particulars to my campaign. That's right. But, Absolutely. But, <laughs> so, look, I'm, I had to I had to bring you in so I could finish telling the story. So I called Dr. Nardi this week. I said, Dr. Nardi, I'm going um, I'm going to chop up the last part of the show, the last ten minutes where it cut off. At I apologize. I'm sorry, Dr. Nardi, that the show cut off like that. He says, I don't need that. I don't need that. I've been studying this subject for many years. No, I am always ready. So for me, as a symptometry student, you know, I was like, man, that's that makes me feel good that at any time my professor is ready to go. You know what I'm saying? The founder is ready to go. He didn't have to wait or say, okay, Kair, I'll wait and see, you know, what was the last thing I was saying. He said, no, 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 no. We just, we just roll out. So tonight, I'm telling you, <laughs> I hear a couple of... Uh, I hear a couple uh, 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 Russian rocket ships pulling up right now looking for some symptomatic Okay. And we're going to give it to them. That is, that is, that's a guarantee. We are going to get to them tonight. But one thing I want to do, uh, as I brought Dr. Nardi, I want to let people know who this is. He just gets on. We ask him a question, Dr. Abbott, and he just starts talking. You know, just like he's real cool. I mean, he is real cool, but... Some people need to know that behind the scenes, this brother is getting it in. And this is from the Stanford Who's Who, Dr. Nardi. Stanford. Stanford, yes. Stanford. Stanford. The Who's uh, Who. California. Yes, sir. Not the, um, and this is not the, uh, this is not like the uh, to-go menu either. This is not the to-go menu at their, um, at their cafeteria. This is the Stanford's Who's Who. An accomplished oh, yeah. and pioneering healthcare professional with extensive experience in the field, Dr. Maxwell Nardi, DHM, NHD, has enjoyed an enormously successful career filled with several significant achievements, leading to his inclusion in the prestigious ranks of prominent professionals with Stanford's Who's Who. Throughout his brilliant yeah. professional career, Dr. Nardi has routinely demonstrated the passion, vision, and dedication necessary to be mentioned among the elite. Serving as an innovator in the healthcare industry, Dr. Nardi is the founder of Symptometry, which is applied therapeutic sciences that address the needs of the cell at the cellular DNA level. This practice provides a unique approach to addressing the root cause of all diseases at the cellular level, blood level, and the lymphatic system. The results of this revolutionary treatment method can allow for people who are suffering from a variety of ailments to no longer have to be dependent on dangerous Meditate medications, dangerous medications. Symptometry proves that there is no disease in existence that cannot be cured with the proper treatment. It allows people to enjoy life on a fundamental level, including sexual, physical, organ, mentally, metabolically, emotionally, and systematically. Dr. Nardi sees symptometry as the perfect complement to the other existing forms of medical treatment encouraging physicians to continue handling emergency situations 
allopathic specialists to play their role in diagnosis, naturopaths to provide dietary counseling, acupuncturists to redistribute energy, and homeopaths to treat the totality of a patient's symptoms, as well as a cosmophysics or a solar biologist to continue to analyze, while symptometrists provide root cause treatment at the cellular level. Over the course of his incredibly impressive career, Dr. Nardi has earned numerous qualifications, including becoming a doctor of homeopathic medicine, doctor of natural health, doctor of symptometry, and a licensed symptometrist, as well as a therapeutic scientist and researcher. He is also a fellow of the British Institute of Homeopathy. Dr. Nardi has been recognized by the Copyright Office of the Library of Congress for over 20 original concepts and doctrines. He is known as the inventor of root cause therapeutics, correlation diagnostics, and symptoms as code, deconstructive research, therapeutic science, and applied quantum physics. Dr. Nardi is also founder of the American School of Symptometry, which was established in 2010 to train additional doctors of symptometry and fully, fully accredited by the Board of Symptometry in 2011. To visit the symptometry website, please check out www.symptometry.com. Without further ado, I want you all to put your hands together for my man and yours, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. It's awesome, baby! Good evening, Dr. Nardi. How you doing tonight? Oh, good evening, sir. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Good, good evening, good. Dr. Nardi. Yes, sir. Is that Dr. Abbott? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it looks like the, the whole. It looks like they're fine. It looks like the whole house is is packed again. We are back to where we started, and uh, uh, to, today we're going to continue from where we left off. Doctor, Doctor, um, Dr. Nard, yes, I got to get you warmed up first. I got a couple questions that have been pressing now. First off, yeah. I'm ask you: Are you going to shut Blog Talk Radio down again like you did last week? You see, I, I was I was very concerned because um, a lady from Brisbane, Australia, called me to thank you to thank me very much for for raising the temperature. I said. What what is what are you talking about? I said, but uh, maybe the, the words I was using uh, they were too strong because of the passion um, that was really um, animating me. She said, no, 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 no. I personally I like it very hot. I like it hot, hot. It's good this way. I said, my God, <laughs> you like it hot? Said, yes, yes. So, so I, I was, I, I thought maybe I should apologize for 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 for, for bringing out the the, the the tons of facts in order to prove uh, some people wrong and uh, you know set the cost straight. She said, no, 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 no. That's what I like. That's what I like. We've been misled for many years, and for the first time, there is now somebody talking sense and talking the truth. You know, we knew that there was something that was wrong, but none, none of us could say it. But finally, we found somebody who has the credentials to say what he's saying. Oh, man, please, keep it hot. 
I said, you know what? If I keep listening to this woman, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, no. So I called Coach Kaya, and uh, I know Coach Kaya only called, and uh, we we discussed this uh, issue. And then I told him what I what I heard. Then he he also confirmed that he also likes things hot. That's why it's called original native radio. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mm, exactly. You know, uh, Dr. Nye, we call that rocket fuel. When we, when we, <laughs> on, we call that rocket fuel, you know. That's, that's, that's the top fuel, you know. <laughs> yeah, you see, um, you know, um, 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 I'm treating, I'm treating, I told you, I don't know whether I told you, but uh, I was at a wedding. I didn't want to go to the wedding, uh, but... Uh, the, the groom insisted that please uh, I be there. They wanted me to grace their wedding by my presence. Um, why um, the woman had been uh, stopped having menses since she was 31 years old? She is now 38. Seven years, no menses. And uh, to make matters worse, she was diagnosed with HIV. And what is most confusing is she has HIV, and the man with whom she has been sleeping does not have HIV. They went for the confirmatory test, and yes, she has HIV. Here's the question. Why is it that husband and wife who have unprotected intercourse, one will have HIV, the other one will not have HIV? The woman was so distraught, and she saw suicide as the only way out. And she was so depressed that when they went to the church, the uh, uh, spiritual counselor gave them Seven zero eight six nine one four nine seven seven. So please call this number. Call this number in order to know what is happening to you. They have, they have been calling, and Melanie had been very busy, so they could not get to me for more than two weeks. So they went back to the spiritual counselor and told him that they could not get hold of me. Right away, he sent me an email, and then an hour later, I, I returned there, I replied the email, and he got to me, and I was able to give, uh, give them a call directly. And they were very elated that I called. To make a long story short, symptometry started treating this woman, and then after two rounds of treatment, she began to have her menses again. She was she could not believe that she was having menses. When she was told that it was premenopause. And two, she she would not she now understood why she had HIV. She had so much garbage in her pelvic pelvic area that she also produced the growth factors for the HIV virus. 
So this went on and on and on, and now she went for the test, and the numbers are coming down, and the number of antigens uh, is, is, is declining. And the husband said, no, I am now going to wed you. We are going to have a wedding. That's why they insisted that I be present at the wedding. They wanted to make me chairman of the wedding. I said, no, 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 I'm not, I will not accept that. But they asked me if I can give a few remarks at the wedding. I said, yes. And I gave some remarks at the wedding. And there was a thunderous applause. And this is how symptometry is changing lives, is helping people to improve their lives by telling them the truth. This is the preface to what I'm coming to discuss today. HIV is not a sexually transmitted disease. HIV is not a sexually transmitted disease. And I will say for the third time, HIV is not a sexually transmitted disease. AIDS is not a homosexual disease, and AIDS is not a prostitute disease. I will explain what AIDS is and how it is the pharmaceutical drugs that cause AIDS. Now, today, this will be the subject of the discussion. So this was what the, just the preface to what I wanted to uh, want to discuss. Dr. Nardi. Yes, sir. I have one question. I have one question because I want to just interject some facts. Like I was going to save this till later, but I want to go ahead and put some of this rocket fuel on the gas. As long as you have been studying, as long as you've been a scientist, what would you say your success rate for in curing HIV or AIDS is? I will say, so far, I've had eight couples, and I've had seven, um, eight couples, and seven individuals. Um, out of the eight couples, six had all detectable level, and then out of the others, uh, the single uh, individuals, five have had undetectable level, uh, levels of HIV. Undetectable means they've done the test, the antigens are not present, this shows that HIV is no longer in the system. So if you if you add them together, it's over 85%. Mm. And do you think that between now and 2015, if you can graduate some more level one, level two, and full degree symptometrists from the American School of Symptometry, that you can that this, that symptometry as a whole can maintain that percentage, if not, do better and do and be able to cure more people from HIV and AIDS. The template for curing HIV and AIDS is there, and every symptometrist will get the same information that I have. This is what is this is the beauty of symptometry. 
it's not that um, uh, because I'm the founder, I'm going to keep set some information to myself, and then so that I look good, so that I look like the master, and then the others will just be fumbling so that they look like the real apprentices. No, 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 no. Uh, whatever I have, I'll make it available to them. And uh, when I came to Greensboro and uh, they were made uh, level one symptomatists, I gave them the manual that I use. It's called the starting point. I gave one to Dr. Abbott. I gave one to Dr. Wanek. So they will help to bring down to cure AIDS everywhere in the world. They will help to cure HIV everywhere in the world. The misinformation that is out there will, will be debunked and is already being debunked because we have microbiology on our side. Physicians don't have microbiology. Whatever, whatever they are taught, that's what they parrot all over the world. We are not parrots. We are not parrots. And when a person has HIV or AIDS, we know exactly what went wrong. So today's discussion will be very interesting. So brace yourselves for uh, the facts. And then these facts will lead to enlightenment. Thank you. There are several blood tests. When you go to a clinician, you go to do a blood test. Um, you, they don't know what is wrong with you. You are, you are losing weight. Or you have unexplained fevers. They will run some blood tests. In the HIV test, the clinician is looking for HIV antigens. Antigens are spelled A, Apple, N, Nancy, T, Thomas, I, Inc, G, George, E, Edward, N, Nancy, S, Sam. Antigens. Antigens are white blood cells with a unique shape. Individuals who do not have HIV will not have these weird white blood cells. These are called antigens or antibodies. In the AIDS test, which I took myself because I lost so much weight and I was so bony at that time, they said, no, I'm from Africa, so it looks like you have AIDS. I took the test, and it was negative. In the AIDS test, the clinician will count the number of CD4 cells present in some milliliters of blood. The CD4 cells are the T cells. A healthy person's CD4 cells or T cells will be higher than 1,400 per milliliter of blood. In a person who has AIDS, his or a CD4 cell count 
will be below 500. This is how a person is diagnosed with AIDS. This is the criterion. The second criteria, the second criteria we'll discuss that later. Now, what makes the body produce HIV antigens? And what makes a person to have a very low CD4 cell count? Some experts say it is sexual intercourse. This is simply not true. What is true is it is only individuals who do not produce enough GTP, glutathione pyridoxes, who have such weird antigens in their blood and a low CD4 cell count. GTP, glutathione pyridoxes, is spelled G for George, L, Larry, U, Union, T, Thomas, A, Apple, T, Thomas, H, Harry, I, Ink, O, Orange, N, Nancy, E, Edward, Glutathione. Then, Perodixis, T, Peter, E, Edward, R, Robert, O, Orange, D, Dog, I, Ink, X, X-ray, A, Apple, S, Sam, E, Edward. Glutathione periodicis. Now, in other words, it is a person's diet and lifestyle that are solely responsible for causing HIV AIDS. It is a person's diet and lifestyle. It is not intercourse. It is not homosexuality. You have been misled. Mm. HIV AIDS is most common among corn eaters and eaters of strong sugars. Last time, I said corn is the devil's food. And people felt people were, were offended because it is a staple food. I am sorry if I offended you, but I'm sorry again that I offended you. That is devil's food, period. <laughs> go, to, go to Ghana. People who eat corn, the HIV is most common among corn eaters go to nigeria go to go to uganda uganda the the eighth capital of africa corn eaters go why is it that hiv is not common in certain parts of africa because they don't eat corn it's as simple as that why is it that it should be difficult for you? I mean, I mean to 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 make the to make the, the right connections. Don't eat corn. And then, if you are in the advanced country, in the most developed countries, it is most common 
among the sugar, strong sugar eaters, consumers of strong sugars. We'll discuss that. Strong sugars include sucralose, that is found in diet drinks. Saccharin, that is found in cold flu syrups for children. Aspartame, that is found in many, many soft drinks. And high fructose corn syrup, that is found in many sodas and soft drinks. So, if you have HIV or you have AIDS and you drink this strong, you, you consume these strong sugars, your condition will be incurable. So now, do you understand why they say HIV is incurable? AIDS is incurable? It's because they hid the truth from you. Today, all people, all those who have HIV or AIDS and who are listening to this station today will know what to do in order to prolong their lives. A person who eats corn products and drinks strong sugars or consumes strong sugars will have a weak immune system. And every person who has a weak immune system will never be able to produce enough GTP, glutathione periodixis. Now, somebody asked, how does the body produce GTP? The liver is the only organ in the human body that produces GTP. The liver. Don't play with your, don't mess with your liver. If your liver is underperforming, you call symptomatry right away. Your liver. Your liver produces the base material. And then all the cells use this base material to produce their body essentials and brain essentials. The liver has 24 segments. If the segment that converts all amino acids to non-essential amino acids is congested or is damaged, you cause symptomatry. You never had this line open to you. You never had this a recourse, you never had this uh, frame of reference, now you have one. It's called symptometry. So, why the liver? It's because the liver will have to convert all essential amino acids to methionine. Methionine is the amino acid, this amino acid is spelled M, as in Mary, E, Edward, T, Thomas, H, Harry, I, Inc, O, Orange, N, Nancy, I, Inc, N, Nancy, E, Edward. This, this amino acid is very, very, very important. Another one is phenylalanine. We discussed that earlier. But this one is very important in producing GTP. Because when it is available, 
the cells we combine methionine with zinc in order to produce GTP. If you are constipated and you take metamucil or you take other fiber supplements, fiber supplements will eliminate zinc. And without zinc, you cannot produce GTP. I'm, I'm taking my time to explain why many people are vulnerable to the HIV virus. You have no knowledge. And today, we are providing you with this knowledge. If you are constipated, this is not a reason for you to get these high-fiber supplements. If you are constipated, it's because you are not producing elastin in your colons. You call symptometry. This is our playground. This is nothing for symptometry. Don't go for high-fiber supplements and then remove zinc from your body. You remove zinc, you will not be able to produce GTP. The liver is a factory that produces all our raw materials and base materials. Why is HIV AIDS more prevalent in the malaria belt? Malaria, malaria, malaria. The islands, Asia, Africa, where malaria, and Central America, South America, where malaria is most prevalent. People have liver problems. And if the liver is suffering, is underperforming, it cannot produce GTP. Then you say AIDS is uh, a, a third world disease. AIDS is a third world disease. Could you explain why AIDS is a third world disease? Why HIV is an epidemic in the third world countries? Could you explain? There has been no explanation until today. The food you eat is what will compromise your immune system. Leave corn alone. Leave nuts alone. That's why symptometry keeps emphasizing the importance of scientific living and scientific eating. Don't just parrot the idea that, oh, uh, you are from Africa, therefore uh, your disease might be uh, connected to AIDS. Then you, make me, you made me to take an AIDS test. Yes, I took the AIDS test. But it was negative. He, the physician could not have an explanation for my mystery disease, and they sent me home to die. I will not say shame on them. I will not say shame on them. I will say they did their best with the knowledge they had and with the tools they had. Now we have better tools, we have higher knowledge. Get it and make the best of this higher knowledge. Now, there are a few telltale signs that your liver is underperforming. 
watch out. I will tell you these telltale signs. I mean, signs, uh, signs, so that whenever you are diagnosed with any of them, you have to address the root of the problem. If you have a liver problem, don't go for milk thistle. Don't go for milk thistle. This herb will not do anything for you. I have never heard of milk thistle reversing HIV. But you are desperate. You don't want to have any drugs in your system. So you are going for milk thistle. You will be disappointed. HIV will keep growing and multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And the day you decide, the day you become, you become so weak and so sick that you go to a pharma, to the, for the pharmaceuticals, uh, to the hospital, and then they give you these drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and then you develop chronic diarrhea, then it's finished. You have developed AIDS. If you have a cholesterol problem, you have a liver problem. Watch out. If you are diagnosed with hepatitis, whether it's hepatitis C, the name, the name is totally irrelevant. If you have hepatitis, be careful. There are many more things to, to come. This means that you are vulnerable. If you've had jaundice, jaundice, you are vulnerable. If you have fever, Unexplained fever, you are vulnerable. It means you have dirty blood. And your dirty blood has jammed your liver. If you have typhoid, typhoid is very common in the third world countries. Malaria, very common in the tropical countries in the third world region. Don't take this as lightly. Don't go for a, a, a drug called uh, 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 Nivaquil, uh, 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 quinine, and all that, or quinine, to treat yourself. Your liver will continue to be tattered and tattered and tattered until HIV that has nowhere to go and is looking for growth factors Get it in your body. This is where you are going to have, you'll be diagnosed with HIV. It's as simple as that. There is no mystery to it. It has nothing to do with, uh, with, with sexual intercourse. It has nothing to do with homosexuality. Understand microbiology. And come to symptometry. We'll teach you applied microbiology. So that you have a better and deeper understanding of how microbes find us very vulnerable and they make us their favorite targets. So these are the telltale signs to warn you that you are now on a slippery slope. And if HIV, a virus, gets into your body, it will not live. So if you are diagnosed with HIV, that is not the end of the world. Now, you have been told that symptometry is available. Now, in order to cure HIV AIDS, 
Symptometry recommends that a person do the following. You want to cure HIV? No problem. I told you about the couple, the couple that invited me to their wedding. Yes, we danced at that wedding. And they, they, and they, came, they came again to my office this past Sunday to thank me very much. And they brought two, two pictures. One when I was speaking and the other one when I was dancing with my wife. They, they, they took snapshots and they came to give us our copies. They came to my office this past Sunday. What I told them is exactly what I'm going to discuss with you today. Number one, get off corn and all the products that are made with corn. Devil's food. Get off corn. Number two, don't eat cassava. No, it's still under number one. It's under the cyanide. Don't eat cassava. Um, cassava is not very common here, but cassava is very, very common in the tropical countries. And the island countries, cassava is very common. Get off cassava immediately. Don't eat any food that's made with cassava. Don't eat nuts. Don't eat nuts. Nuts also have cyanide, but here's the difference. Cyanide combines with water to produce hydrocyanic acid. It's as dangerous as cyanide. Don't drink alcohol. That would be the biggest mistake. Alcohol is the liver's second worst enemy. The first worst enemy is cyanide. The second worst enemy is alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. You have HIV and you want to heal? Okay. Today you have a few guidelines. Take your pen and write this down. If you know a friend who has HIV, if you know a friend or a, re re a relative who has AIDS, write this down and communicate these important details to him or her. Number three, you eat currants. C-U-R-R-A-N-T-S. This, this is a very, very, very important um, uh, fruit. It's a very important fruit. It lowers blood pressure and it strengthens the immune system. Uh, they, they've never told you about currants, but today you have been told about currants. The best currant is the black currant. If you can get it, go and get it. If you can get it, eat it right away. If you can find it, well, keep this is the world, this is the planet. So if section A does not have it, section B or C will have it. Keep looking for black currant. You get it. Because we are making headway, significant headway in the HIV treatment because we know exactly what we are doing. Eat basmati rice because basmati rice has more methionine. I just mentioned methionine earlier that the liver uses. Basmati rice has more methionine than parboiled rice. You buy Uncle Ben's, you buy uh, this uh, rice, the cheap, cheap rice that you, you, you get at Aldi and all these places uh, for $1.50 and this and that. Fine. It does not have enough methionine. 
if you have HIV and you have AIDS, buy something that has more methionine. Basmati rice has more methionine. Jasmine rice has more methionine than, than the parboiled rice, but it doesn't have as much methionine as uh, basmati rice. So please go for basmati rice. Now, in Ghana, where is basmati rice? A poor person in some village somewhere who has HIV AIDS and wants to get well doesn't have access to basmati rice because they don't have the money. Such a person will die. They say, oh, uh, then the, a statistician will come and say uh, more people die of AIDS in Africa than everywhere else in the world. <laughs> the, the, the person doesn't have money to buy basmati rice. Then you, a statistician, statistician, all you do are you are interested in figures. You are interested in numbers. We are not interested in numbers. We are interested in the root of every problem that prevents a person from healing. Basmati rice is available in certain parts of the world. It's not available in others. Where basmati rice is not available and the people don't have the right knowledge, they will perish. Eat foods that have lots of zinc. Eat foods that have lots of zinc and zero health disruptors. Potato has a lot of zinc. Many other foods have a lot of zinc. Nuts, all nuts have a lot of zinc. And if you are going to eat nuts because they have zinc, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You made the wrong turn and you soon get stuck. Don't eat these things. You want to have zinc? You, eat, you, you, you make your ginger beverage. You make your ginger beverage to get enough zinc. Then you eat turnip green to get enough zinc. These are the only two things. These are the only two items that have zinc but do not have health disruptors. Dr. Okay. Nardi, can, can you name what was that you said was in the basmati rice again? I want to look at it. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I said, what was the, what was the, you said the basmati rice was rich in what? In methionine, methionine, that I spelled earlier, uh, earlier, um, M, methionine, the, the amino acid that the liver uses to combine with zinc to produce GTP. Is, is M, methionine, M-E-T-I-O-N? No. M-E-T-H-I-O-N-I-N-E. That's correct. Methionine. Methionine. Yes, methionine. Yes. Yeah. So if, depending on your condition, if if you have HIV AIDS, the only rice symptomatic would recommend is basmati rice. White rice, not basmati brown rice. Basmati white rice. And this is a scientific reason. We eat scientifically. And we have a scientific explanation for everything. Excuse me, Dr. Nardi. Could you, because yes, uh, I, I know you talked about eating, you know, certain vegetables and starches here, but could you uh, address, you know, because not everyone is a vegetarian, <laughs> but uh, and, and definitely not eating scientifically, that's not definitely a, a vegetarian diet, but what about the meat and some of the the drugs that are in the meat? That. Yes, but but you see, so far, so far, everything that, everything that I've said weighs in favor of vegetarianism. 
Okay. Everything that I've said so far, don't eat corn, not cassava. Don't drink alcohol. Eat currants. Eat basmati rice. Eat foods that have lots of zinc and zero health disruptors. All these things are, are plant foods. There is no, there's no meat even. Right. You see? Wow. Now, okay. if the person... If the person if the person eats meat, then there will be a second danger. But it is not it is not as dangerous as breaking the rules as uh, as, as I just laid down. The meat, especially drug meat, will lower the immune system because they have sulfamethazine and sulfanitrin. They will lower the immune system. But most of these people cannot afford the meat anyway. In the in the poorer countries, they eat more fish than meat. And in the poorer countries, they have access to grass-fed beef. They have access to grass-fed um, uh, cows. So this is why I did not mention uh, meat because even though there are a few cases of AIDS here in the United States, most of these cases are in the corn belt. And the people in the corn belt are relatively poor. So if they make a mistake and they, they come here in the United States or if they are in Britain, and they eat drug meat, then they will not be able to cure HIV or AIDS. You get my uh, point? Yes, sir. Just um, last week I was out at the farmer's market, and I'm sure any farmer's market in any state or city around the United States uh, there's someone out there that's roasting corn, you know, and with the corn hut, and um, and and being in in North Carolina, in, in Greensboro, I mean, this, the summertime corn is like a, a delicacy for for people here, um, as a part of you know, it's just a part of the, the South. I mean, you know, they have corn relish, you know, and things of that nature. So Yes, but you I, see I try I didn't I'm not I'm not taking the wind out of your sail. That's why I apologize for those are offended are offended, but this did not take me away from the fact that corn is devil's food. <laughs> I don't know. I am not a people pleaser. Yes. I am not a people pleaser. So, there is a corn belt here in the United States. Mm -hmm. There is a corn belt here in the United States. And if um, summertime, if, I mean, if uh, come summertime and... Uh, People who have to relish their corn, let them go ahead. But all I'm all, all I'm saying is, 
If you have HIV or AIDS, leave corn alone. Allow people who don't have HIV AIDS to continue to eat their corn. Okay, well, um, I, I wouldn't advocate that they eat corn, but if they eat it, okay. <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> you see, people must be given some freedom. Let them go and break their neck. It's all right. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, look, look at look at the creator. The creator is there, and look at what is happening. And the creator is not intervening. So why sh- why should symptomatic intervene? No, we will not intervene. Don Nardi, I was just talking about. That. I think you now you're getting into like the metaphysical side of the creator gave everybody free will, like. And people have such choices, but they suffer such amnesia. They suffer such amnesia that they forget what the body likes or needs and needs and doesn't need and what's healthy for the body. Uh, Why are we so careless and reckless with um, free will? But then we choose to believe somebody from the medical profession and say, AIDS or STD or AIDS and uh, HIV is a sexually transmitted disease. But we have free will, though. Why do we choose to believe that? But we uh, uh, and still choose to eat corn, the devil's food. Yeah, you see, it it is it's very unfortunate that that most of us are on this slippery slope. Uh, people do not have self discipline. They do not have self-discipline. And you cannot be in the spiritual realm if you don't have self-discipline. In the spiritual realm, you need it. Because you have to stay focused on the highest goal. And if you, are, if you don't do that, well, go and self-destruct. And the day you self-destruct, the creator will be present. And there's nothing your creator will do for you. You die, you die. And we in symptometry have adopted the same stance, the same position. Whatever we do in symptometry has some spiritual ramifications. Because we know that the beginning of the beginning is energy. Spirit, the intangible. Uh, Dr. Norton. In regards, there's a question in the chat room that it says, is the current berry only beneficial when it's fresh, or will it have the same effect as the No, the, 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 what, the what? The what? I didn't hear you. They want, to, they want to know, the person wants to know, is fresh currants best, or can you, or could you also use, you know, dried fruit currants? The current? Yes, sir. C U R R A N T? Yes. Oh no. Yes. Uh we tested we tested current. You know, this 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 is really God's this is I, I, this is really uh the creator's fruit. 
no wonder people who live in Burma, China, where there is an overabundance of currants, no wonder they, they, they live for so long. Currant, whether it is processed or not, has all the natural chemicals intact. This is the beauty of currant. So it doesn't matter whether it is fresh or it is processed. It doesn't matter. So it's the climate. Okay, people, people in Africa don't have it. People here don't have it. So it's the climate. Only a tiny area in the world. This 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 fruit grows only in a tiny area of the world, and. You cannot just go there. You need a passport to go there. If, if they deny you the passport, how will you get cured? That's why current is very rare. So a very few people have it. And don't worry if the current that you have has citric acid. You see, people are very knowledgeable. If you are... Many people are now getting to about citric acid, but scientists have known about citric acid a long time ago. And they found the kind of pectins, P-E-C-T-I-N, that neutralize, that neutralize citric acid. And the currant that I use, the currant jelly that I use, has pectin. And you taste it, there is no citric acid. Wonderful. Some food scientists are way ahead of their time. They are brilliant and they are there, but they, 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 just, they, they just don't make waves because they are not loud. It's only the empty ones that makes the, the most noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know that saying, those that don't, those that don't, don't say, those that say, those that That's correct. So I, today, people all over the world should know the importance of current. They should go and get it, especially the black one. If they have the black one, that's dynamite. You see, there are people who have HIV, and their HIV will never progress to AIDS. Never, never, never. I will discuss the name of the drug that causes AIDS. It is the drug that causes AIDS. Dr. Nardi, before you uh before you go into that, let me go over here and pay some bills real quick. We're gonna okay. be we're gonna be up in Virginia on September the fifth and we got our little uh we wanna let people tune in to zoom in. So everyone listening closely. Do you want lower stress and greater health without creating dependencies or new addictions? Tips and tools you can use. Immediately, simple, scientifically sound recipes to boost focus, energy, and even fertility. Greetings, I'm Kimberly McFarland, the president of the D.C. Metro Region of Symptometry. And I am so excited to be hosting the next health symposium. Sickness is not an option. No disease is incurable. Join us Saturday, 
September the 15th, 2012, at the Northern Virginia Community College Alexandria Campus. We will be discussing hot topics like overcoming trauma, PTSD, depression, and anxiety, improving mental focus, ADD, ADHD, stress, and chronic fatigue, maximizing your relationships through the art of nurturing, and overcoming all addictions, viral infections, genetic disorders, and more. Secure your ticket for this life-changing event. Hear powerful testimonies from people just like you. Learn the power of eating scientifically. For more information, please contact us at www.symptometry.com slash RSVP. Symptometry, the best health care you've never heard of, puts optimum health within your reach. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. That's right. It's going to be exciting. That's going to be in Virginia on the 15th, Dr. Nardi. We had it. We got a countdown less than three weeks. <laughs> and that this is a very this is a very very good uh, invitation. And uh, <laughs> this is my first time of of, of hearing this. It's, it's, it's good. It's well put together. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Kimberly's a very intelligent person, and so and she uh, she gives me the raw material, and I try to do my best to get it together. <laughs> now I you can have some of the raw material. <laughs> <laughs> raw material. Well, you know, Doctor right. Nardi, you know, I just put a little symptometry on her. She gave me some soft debris, and it was healthy. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's very good. That's very good. So you know, we got the, we want to give a special shout out to Brisbane, Australia. For uh, tuning in to Zoom in tonight, so I had that in mind. I said, well, if we're gonna have people listening intergalactically and uh, internationally, I wanted to make sure we had something classy for them to listen to. So that uh, that goes out to Brisbane. It also goes out to the, everyone listening in the UK, everyone listening in the West Coast, uh, Miami, New York, Toronto, Tacoma, Washington, Los Angeles, California, all parts of Africa, all parts of Europe, all parts of Asia and all parts of South America, uh, and Iceland, and the North and the South Pole. Big up yourself. Big shout-outs. Also, big shout-out to everybody in the chat room, uh, Jamila King, Kofunye, Mr. Make It Happen, Mr. Somebody, my co-creations, Nikki Love, Shana Highsmith, Shante Young, uh, Bridget Mouton, Divine Love is in the building, Yerma Yah, World Ruler, Holistic Mystic, Myosa, uh, tai Chi assistant Shanta and uh, just thank you everybody who's tuned in to Zoom in tonight. The 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 lines are just lit up 
thank everybody for just, oh, man. Hold on. Let me just give everybody a big round of applause. My fault. It's awesome, baby. It's looking good over here, Dr. Nardi. It's looking real good, real good, real good. So let me bring in the first caller uh, who had their hand up. I think she's been up uh, since the beginning of the show. She may have a comment. Uh, Isis, how are you tonight? Oh, good evening. I'm just great, Dr. Narcy. How are you? <laughs> oh, fine, 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 Isis. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Getting, um, I'm, uh, look, I tuned in to Zoom in, and since I talked to you, Dr. Narcy, I got my book, so I had the Downside Nutrition, which I can't put down. And I have a question just from the book. Because uh, I, well, I'm going to be in your class. I'm going to take the test. I'm going all the way. This question, uh, this what I read is on page six, and it says there are 220 segments in the human body. I just wanted to know if you could speak about uh, the two, the the 220 segments. What does that mean? And then also. No, 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 no. That's yes. two, yeah, yeah. The, the 220. Yes, the 220 segments. Yes. Mhm. But what is, uh, I know it says uh, uh, the segment, this is a segment which is congested and divided. Well, what, I mean, what is a segment? Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, look, look at the eye. I'm just, I'm just uh, we, cannot, we, cannot, we cannot spend time spare naming all the segments. I just want to give you a few oh, yeah. examples. Okay. Like okay, you see, look, look, look at the eye, okay? Okay. The, the lens forms one segment. The pupil forms one segment. The white of the eye, called the sclera, forms one segment. Okay. The retina falls into or forms one segment. The optic nerve forms one segment, and on and on and on. You count, you put all of them together, there are 220. Oh, all, all right. Because I was like, segments, uh, okay, I, I, I got little lost in that. I mean, like I said, this, this, this book is, I can't put it down along. No, 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 no. That, that, this is good. This is good. Very soon. Very, very soon. Very, yes. Uh -huh. Yes, I am very excited. I'm hyped. I um, have to get my particulates into the body. I have to, <laughs> okay. so much. Um, but I love you. I love your work, and I've been telling everybody, and we're going to see you on the 15th in Northern Virginia to set up to bring you here to New York right after that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all I'll do is that's just pack all. my bags, that's all. That's it. <laughs> <Just come laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right, thank you. <laughs> thank you all. Coach all right. and Dr. Abbott. Yes, all right. Yes. Peace and love. Peace. All right, next caller I got is... Uh, an old symptometry friend from Minneapolis. How you doing tonight, Yema? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Yeah, hey, Yema, fine, fine, fine. Do fine, yeah. Me again. My question quickly, Dr. Nadi, can you please clarify what you meant by saying that HIV is not sexually transmitted? That's the first one. And then also... If no, if you like, if you like, I could, I could answer it first, then later on. Later on, we yeah we can we can discuss the second the second question. Is that okay? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, when I say when I say it's not sexually transmitted, you remember um, 
1995, I don't know whether uh, you, are, you are still uh, very familiar with uh, what happened when a team that was dispatched by CNN went to Kenya to study um, the fact that many prostitutes, many prostitutes were sleeping with people who had HIV or AIDS, but they were still testing negative for HIV. Yep. This this really astonished, this really astonished the medical community. So they decided to go down there to find out why these people were not HIV positive. So if it were a sexually transmitted disease, by sleeping with or by servicing people or by, by servicing HIV carriers, they would have gotten the disease, but they didn't get it. It is the immune system of a person who that, uh, the low uh, GTP level that determines whether you'll be vulnerable to HIV or not. HIV is just looking for growth factors. It does not divide, it does not multiply the way DNA viruses divide. And if you are producing their growth factors, they will stay in there. So if you have um, the growth factors for HIV, whether you have intercourse or not, HIV will find its way in you and stay there. That's why I said HIV is not an, a homosexual disease and it is not a sexually transmitted disease. It is like it's a virus that finds its way in you. Now, how does the virus find its way in you? The virus is desperate. It's looking for food. It could be airborne. It could be airborne. Just like many moles are airborne. They can infect a mold, and then the mold gets into you. If you know what a macrophage is, I would be, I plan to discuss that later. A macrophage is a virus that infects a bacterium or a virus that infects fungus, and then you get you you got your the fungus in you. Do you know what in addition to the fungus you have? You don't know. So therefore, with the, the wide variety of cases that I've had, where the husband has the, the disease, but the woman does not have the disease, or the or the opposite, it cannot. Don't 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 use a blanket expression like it is a sexually transmitted disease. Just say a person who is vulnerable or who has a low GTP can get HIV. That's the safest scientific way to put it. Right. I'm so happy you brought up the case of Kenya because I actually went there to study HIV amongst other global health issues. And what I was told is that after they did experiments and tested those women, those um, women who were sex workers mm -hmm. that weren't contracting HIV, many of them died after the, the quote-unquote studies because of whatever they gave to them. Exactly. No, 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 it's true, but you see. Wet, but, I mean, <laughs> we all know there's been so many um, drug testing and um, testing on human subjects in Africa and the Caribbean, Latin America, the things that they can't do here in the United States, but that's another show. 
Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because it's something about the medication. They said that the women weren't getting the HIV because of some. They had a different strain in their DNA. No, 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 no. Yema, 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 yema. The medication killed them. Exactly, yema. These were people. These were people who were protecting themselves with ginger. These were poor women in the shanty towns of Kenya who were drinking ginger. And no one knew that. Because ginger has a lot of zinc. Ah. All right. Okay, what's your next second. question? Yeah. Related to that, the viruses and not just HIV. As I mentioned last week, I was one of the health educators with a very well-known controversial organization I won't name. Um, and we always talked because what we were told as trainers is that viruses never get out of your system. You cannot cure any viruses out of your system. It's just about, as you mentioned, with the antigens and the antibody or the viral load can decrease, but viruses cannot ever be cleared out of your system. And that goes for HPV, the hepatitis, all of that. They're all blood-related. Um is that true or false, according to some times? False, 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 false. No, no, no. False, 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 false. How many times did I say false? <laughs> Maybe 20 <laughs> times. Okay. I mean, do not... Uh, excuse me. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm listening. Can I, can I comment just in regard to... The, the you know the information that that is out there. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Okay, as a level one symptometrist, one of the things that we're taught in the American school of symptometry is that dirty blood is the culprit for basically all of the diseases. And so to to feed the per, for a person to eat a diet that has food that creates tough debris in the blood, you're actually feeding these viruses growth factors. So one thing that Dr. Nardi always says is to is is, is to n- don't feed them. And the and the thing that doesn't feed them are the forty five foods at this point that symptometry has verified as safe for the human body for our consumption. So I, I just wanted to say that before you went into it more, but but to me, I I, it, it, I know we talk about this very often, and um, I just wanted to say that. And I mean, you said, is yeah. that correct or is it, yeah? No, 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 no. That that's correct. I mean, uh, that's correct because viruses are always that's uh, last week last week before we were rudely interrupted. Uh, I said that viruses were created also the same way we were created. Viruses are looking for food. They are looking for growth factors. Wherever they will find their growth factors, they will stay there. So if you don't have this basic knowledge and all you do is parrot what you were told by your, 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 your professor, well, you continue to, you continue to tell lies you continue to tell half-truths, 
and mislead, make misleading statements the way your own professors, your professors were doing. Viruses, viruses never leave the system. Therefore, you also parrot it. Viruses never leave the system. Then your students right. also parrot it. Viruses never leave the system. And then you have been brainwashed into accepting the fact that viruses never leave the system. Well. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I said a different school. Use a different textbook. Have a different set of professors. And then you see how the light will shine upon your face and you become a bright person. So with e- eating the right, eating scientifically, the 45 foods, clearing blockages, all of that, what happens to that virus, that HIV virus, or that um, HIV? No, virus? You see, they, we, 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 we will discuss. We will discuss. We will discuss this because okay. uh, you know we will discuss it because you know AZT is a is a, is a drug that 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 prevents um, um, the uh, the virus from getting to the placenta. You see now, how did this scientist study? How did this this scientist this chemist study? the replication method of HIV. You study this in the science lab. You see the various growth factors that the virus uses to multiply. And then you block that process. It's a very simple process. You have never stepped in the lab. You don't know how this is done. That's why... That's why... (laughs) Oh, boy. You see... The laboratory has all the answers. So if you can have access to a good laboratory and have the right scientific equipment, you see, you, you, you have some fun, a lot of fun. You just see that this virus uses folic acid. That virus uses calcium. Another virus uses vitamin B12. So what are you going to do to deny them this these growth factors. You don't eat the foods that have these growth factors. This is how you deny them their growth factors. And once you deny them their growth factors, they will die. They will die. Or if they don't die, they will not have the, the material to keep producing the toxin that make you sick. Many people have viruses in them, but they are not sick. Because the viruses are, don't have the raw material to produce uh, 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 the toxin that will make your blood dirty and make you sick. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you for calling in. Yes, thanks. Where's my... Uh, oh, sorry. No, All right. Um, that's right. That brings me to a, 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 a statement as to we can't always assume that something is is the way that it looks because there are people who have, you know, humpbacks or their spines are not straight, and they may they they may not have back pain, but then there's some people who whose spines are straight and their backs give them problems all the time. And and so what is it that would that person whose back so called is straight is is eating or doing that 
or what type of viruses that they have in their body that's causing them pain. Perhaps that another person that who obviously looks deformed does it, but they they don't have the pain in their back. It's the food they are eating and the food they are not yes. eating. So that's why scientific eating is is crucial, it's fundamental to our existence on this planet. For over five million years, people never had a, a, a roadmap to scientific eating. Finally, they've got symptometry. Scientific living and eating is here now. All those who refuse to eat scientifically, they will not be around for a long time. It's as simple as that. The people in Burma, China, have never stepped into a classroom. They learn by imitation, and they are the first. They are the they are they are, they are the rare breed of people who learn the right lifestyle by imitation. I I learned by imitation, but look at what my learning by imitation did to me. When I was eating corn and eating coconut and drinking coconut water and all that, look at what look, look, look at where I, la- I landed. So that's not the right kind of learning by imitation. In Burma, they have the right kind of learning by imitation. That's why they will keep being the best centenarians and the healthiest centenarians on this planet. Wow. So, so uh, okay, I got another caller. I was getting ready to start asking questions again. Okay, I got to get to my next caller. Uh, I got a new sound effect for y'all. Bringing in my man, Mark Peace. Peace, peace. Uh, peace, Dr. Nardi. Oh, yes, sir, Marco. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of questions. I'm glad I tuned in. Uh, but one question that's been on me is myself and uh, my eating. You said something about the the nuts and the peanuts, um, I've been, you know, jive trying to get into the raw food thing, but I still, you know, eating a little bit of meat and stuff like that. But I thought the peanuts were good, and it fills me up. What can I eat that has the same amount of nutrition and peanuts that uh, what else can I eat that will fill me up? Because, you know, changing from the diet, the diet change, you're, you're mentally getting over the... The, the fullness of your belly and how much of the food, even the picture, whether it be a, a, a happy meal with a cheeseburger and fries, and, you know, your mind is conditioned to thinking that this is a full-course meal. What can fill you up that has the same uh, amount of value as a, a peanut has in the protein or someone? No, 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 no. You see, as far as peanuts and proteins and all that are concerned, I am not looking at, I am not looking at, I am not looking at that. That's best, uh, I'm not looking at peanuts from this perspective. I am looking at what will not help my, what will not make my cells to break down too fast in order to produce blockages in my body. This is what scientific eating means. You don't go for the protein. Everything has protein. Every plant has protein. Every fruit has fruit protein. So don't go for protein. If you go for protein, uh, you'll be misled. You go, you weigh the nutrients versus the health disruptors. 
Look at okay. all these foods. Look at all these foods that have zinc. We left all of them, and we only focus on two: ginger and turnip grain. That's it. We left all the others. The Brazil, the Brazil nuts, uh, uh, the wheat germ, and this. We left all of this because the health disruptors outnumber the nutrients that are beneficial to ourselves. So, so turnip green, what? I can eat. You're saying yes, I can please. eat turnip, turnip green and uh, and ginger. No, you cannot eat ginger. I mean, if you turn, turn, turn ginger into a into a beverage, that would that would be great. But turning green, you can eat turning green with something else, with uh, with rice or something else. You see, see, you are looking you are looking for something to fill you up. You see, yeah. I am not looking for something to fill me up. I'm looking for something that will make myself produce all my brain essentials and body essentials. Right, right. Good right. cholesterol and all that. You see, this is what scientific eating means. So when you say that you have to move from one paradigm to the next and it's, the transition is kind of painful, it's because maybe you are attached to eating certain foods, you are used to eating certain foods for a long time, and now you know you have this some kind of remorse for not eating these foods again, as if you are punishing yourself. You are not punishing yourself. You can feed yourself. You can you can fill your 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 your, your, your stomach up with the right kinds of foods, and they are there. So that's right. why we give you the that's why we give you the fortified foods. These fortified foods have more nutrients than health disruptors. We are not saying all the other foods are useless. No, what we are saying is other foods that we we weigh the pros and the cons. And then the the pros won. And we have to be in the lab in order to to make this selection. We don't just sit down and say, all right, okay, so many Pakistanis are eating this food here, so let's track this one. Uh, This one here, too many Indians are eating this food. Let's track this one. Uh, Too many Africans. No, 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 no. This is not what we did. Okay, thank you. You are welcome, sir. Appreciate it, Marco. Appreciate it. All right, the lines are lighting up. Callers from the 609-346. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, my name is Akir. I'm calling from New Jersey. How you doing tonight, big brother? I'm doing, I'm doing good. I um, tuned in kind of late when I was on, on Facebook. I seen that um, I was on. But, um. One of my questions that I had was, what's the difference between AIDS and cancer? I'm saying I'm asking this question because I was reading something on um, THC, how it destroys cancer cells from the inside. So I'm saying, and I was wondering, what's the difference between AIDS and cancer? What's the difference between AIDS and cancer? In a person who has uh, AIDS, the GDP level is very low. I, initially, I don't know whether you were here when I was I was saying what GDP is. GDP is very low. Uh, the CD4 cell count is very, very low. I also explained what CD4 cell counts are. I don't know whether you were in a room when I was making this, uh, I was making this explanation available to the general public. In cancer, it is only one factor that is missing. 
oxygen is missing from the cells. Something blocked oxygen from getting to the cells. That is cancer. That's it. So, so it, honestly, it is very rare to see a per, to, to have a person who has these two deadly diseases, cancer and AIDS. It is always one or the other. But uh, I have not yet met a person who has both. Woo! Then uh, believe me, you are better off dead than alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 So the best thing, the, so the best thing is, uh, let us prevent this situation where a person will have both of these diseases. You know, that's why this show is available, so that we start correcting many mistakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Another question I had, like, I'm trying to. Um, always been a person that was like about trying to be at my optimal health and like a lot of, a lot of foods now like for a long time like they've been putting unnatural things in the foods and I'm trying to get off off of eating like a whole lot of foods that aren't good you know what I'm saying and um the thing is I like to be at a certain weight between like 190 and 100 between 190 and 200 pounds Yes, you know what I'm saying because I'm, I'm I'm about five foot eleven, six foot, and I mean that that's a good weight range for me. So I heard, I heard you talking about your, your turnip greens and um, you were saying eating something else, but I want I, I want to do that without actually losing like the weight. You know what I'm saying? At one point, yeah, one you point, see. I, uh, at one point, uh, I was at 166 pounds. I didn't like that at all. No, no, no. It's, uh, with your height, 166 or 155 will make you a very lanky, tall person. You know, so that's not good. Um, you have to ma- match your your muscle mass with your with your height. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So if that is the case, and if that is your intention, you can eat you can eat very healthy foods. But at short intervals, you see, yeah. you can eat very healthy foods at short intervals. Uh, when I'm helping people to, when I'm helping people who have lost a lot of weight due to wasting diseases and all that, don't forget that I used to be one of them too. You know, when I told you about it, I'm not. I don't. I don't feel shy to, to tell you my story. So, when I lost so much weight, how did I build myself up? You see, I had. Uh, there's a particulate. There's a particulate um, that helps to uh, help the tissues of the glands, all the glands in the human body, to renew themselves. And once I got this, I got this this particulate, and I started taking it, and I saw how uh, my glands were being renewed, and how I did not have these food allergies. I was absorbing and assimilating foods better. I started gaining weight. So you don't have to eat butter to gain weight. You don't have to eat margarine to gain to gain weight. Just make sure that all your glands are functioning optimally. You see, all your glands, they are the glands that are in your stomach, the glands that are in your small intestine, everywhere. Remove all the garbage and make sure that they they they, they, they function optimally. And then you see that your thyroid gland will match your weight to your height. So if you are six point, if you are six point, if you are six six, and your right weight will be one ninety or two ten or something like this, 
Your thyroid gland will match it. And you see, do you see yourself if you're eating one meal a day and still the nutrients will be so well rationed by your liver that you will not be losing any weight at all, even though you are eating one meal a day. Okay, so when you say uh, eat at short intervals, yes, if you have not, if you are, if if you are, if, uh, you eat a short inter, you eat uh, you eat a short intervals, you know, like every two hours, every two hours, every two hours, you know, you are eating something every two hours, you know. Uh, that 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 is that is one way for you to gain some uh, some weight, especially if you have lost a lot of weight. No, I gain most of it back. You know what I'm saying, but I want I want to stay. I I, I want to like keep losing weight because like not like a lot of stuff that I have right now is just to sustain me right now. But I'm not. I don't plan on continuing to eat that stuff. You know what I'm saying, I, I don't I don't want to continue to eat. Like those foods that aren't good for me. Okay? Yes, no, no, no. Okay, now you want now you want to eat scientifically. Is that is that is that my understanding? Yes. Okay, if you want to eat scientifically, you know, the most important thing is for you to get to have nutrients in yourself instead of packing fat onto yourself. Packing fat. Yes. Many people are packing fat by eating nuts. By eating, by eating, by eating uh, margarine and uh, and uh, and uh, butter and all that, they are packing fat. F-A-T. Yeah. Don't pack fat. Get nutrients. Mm-hmm. And your thyroid gland will match your height to your weight. Okay. Now another question is for you. All right. Um, now they have these uh, nutritional. Drinks like the insures and all that. Which, which, of those, which of those are actually good for you, and which of those are bad for you? Well, well, well. You see, you know, you see, you just mentioned the name of a company and all that. You see, I'm not into this. <laughs> uh, I, I don't do that. You see, uh, I, I keep saying that people are in there to make money to pay their bills and all that. I will not target them. You know, that's not good. But all I will say is that if you drink protein drinks. And then you drink too much uh, protein, you get too much protein to your system, you are going to suffer from a disease called proteinuria, you know, uh-huh. where when you urinate, there will be a lot of protein in your urine. And then one day, one morning, when you try to open your mouth, your mouth will be slammed shut because <laughs> the protein has glued your palate to your tongue. Uh-huh. You see? So you have to be very careful about uh, the, the certain protein foods. Don't don't drink too much of uh, too much of these protein foods. Drink everything or eat everything in moderation. You know, once or twice a week, once or twice a week, once or twice a week. Okay, okay. I I appreciate I appreciate the um the time you took answer my questions and all that. I don't want to take up anybody else's time. Like I know you probably have people, other people calling in trying to get some friends questions. I appreciate everything. And um, I wish wish you brothers the best of luck. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, Akir. Okay. Thank you, brother Akir. And also, you can go over to symptometrybooks.com and go ahead and um, go ahead and pick up the what to consume. You need that. You need that because that's got the list of the foods. It's also going to show you the foods that have the largest amount of health disruptors. So go over to symptometrybooks.com. 
and then scroll down about halfway down on the page, and you'll see what to consume. Also, we have some uh, excerpts from last week's show on there on our SoundCloud page about the bacteria, what the uh, the BV bacterial vaginosis. Now we have uh-huh. some um, for the, uh, the don't blame the microbes. We got a uh, we got a program over there for that too. Like it was about a little ten minute clip. So you, you're going to see a lot of things over on symptometrybooks.com. But sure, you need to go and get what to consume as soon as possible. And I would suggest go ahead and get your study up and grab that downside of nutrition as well. Yeah. Okay. I I appreciate it, brother. All right, now. Thank you. Welcome, mm-hmm. sir. No problem. Uh, next caller from the 678-316. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the 678. Can you take your phone off mute, please? Yeah, what's up, Coach? This is uh, Carlton Banks. How you doing tonight? How you doing, man? All right. You got Listen, I'm, I'm just. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, basically, my question is, and I apologize because I wasn't able to listen to the whole show. Um, so I apologize if you've already gone over this, but I'm I'm real curious about the difference between the different types of STD viruses and how symptometry can sort of correct or fix each of those viruses. So you know, uh, you've got you've got bacterial type viruses, which I guess you know. Or the viruses that are caused by different bacteria, or you got viruses that are caused by sort of viruses. So the difference between basically gonorrhea and HIV and those type of. And I'm I'm not a scientist, so I, I you know I'm I'm not claiming to know how those different types of STDs work. I guess the the fundamental question that I have is. Do you have one set of solutions that are supposed to fix all types of and protect you from all types of either viruses or sort of uh, antibodies that come into your body to cause the different viruses? So if you have one thing that's going to be treating HIV, does that same set of, uh, does that same diet also go to treat Things like gonorrhea or hepatitis or or that sort of thing. I mean, is it a unified diet that you're suggesting that prevents you from getting those type of things? Well, um, Carlton, um, I could see that you you did your best. Uh, I thank you very much for saying that you were not a scientist because you were confusing viruses with bacteria and all kinds of things, and then I was trying to. And separate um, the apples from the oranges. Um, viruses, right? Right. But isn't is, gonor- is gonorrhea a, bac- a bacterial STD as opposed to HIV, which is a viral STD? Um, I would, as I said, HIV has nothing to do with. It's not a sexually transmitted disease. That's what I said. Even though the whole hoopla is about it being a sexually transmitted disease. I am putting my foot on the ground. I'm putting my foot down to say it is not because I am treating people who did not get it through sex. They got it because they have a very weak immune system. So what you do is this. There is no food. There is no food that will help you to 
um, um, there is no food that will help you to reverse these diseases very easily. But what you do is, when you begin to eat scientifically, you begin to eliminate the foods that have the health disruptors so that you have more nutrients now available for the liver to produce the raw materials so that your cells produce your, um, the material for your defense mechanism. So A has a strong immune system, D has a weak immune system. Microbes were created by God. They are looking for food also. They will only go to, they will only invade a person who has what they are looking for. Gonorrhea is looking for a particular growth factor. It will only infect a person who has this growth factor. Syphilis is looking for people who have their growth factors. Chlamydia will look for people who have their growth factors. If you don't have these growth factors, they will never infect you. And up to this point, is it clear? Okay. Is Carton still there? Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, all right. Now, if you want to prevent hepatitis, if you want to prevent hepatitis, because there are different kinds of hepatitis viruses, if you want to prevent them, make sure that your liver is well nourished. You see, we in symptomatry don't chase viruses. It is, it, is, it is pharmaceuticals who make it their business to chase viruses and bacteria by targeting them. We don't target them. We just remove their food from our body, from our system. Carlton, to the best of my knowledge, you will never live where there is no food and there is no water. True or false? That, that's true. So, if you, a person called Carlton, will never live in a place where there is no food and water, why do you think microbes, viruses, and bacteria will live there? They are not stupid. Well, and, and, I, and I, I, I am not a scientist, so you, you definitely know more so, about... So, the best, thing is, the best thing is, in order to prevent... Look at me. I will, never have, I will never have a microbe in my body. Never. Because I am always preventing them from getting to my body. How am I doing this prevention? By not giving them what they are looking for. Right. That, that, makes, that makes some level of sense to me. What, what, what is your thoughts about sort of a retrovirus that's like HIV, which replicates itself by getting into your cells? and basically causing your cells to create more of the, for example, the HIV virus. So the way it works is it gets in your cells. And, you know, obviously, well, I, I don't know how it works. This is just layman, but it gets into your cells. No, but hey, hey, that's, so that's, that's okay. That, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is something that I plan to discuss later, but uh, since you brought it up, you know, HIV produces an enzyme called reverse transcriptase. This enzyme helps it, instead of using DNA to multiply, 
is going to use RNA to multiply. Right. What What is RNA? RNA, ribonucleic acid, is the factory that produces all our body essentials and brain essentials. It's the factory. So you think you are smart? HIV is smarter than you. It, instead of attacking DNA, no, it's going to attack the factory. It's going to attack the factory. That's how HIV will break you down. So in order to stop it, what do you do? The chemist who studied HIV produced the drug called AZT to stop the virus from producing the enzyme called reverse transcriptase. So if you don't want to go, if you don't want to use the drug approach, you use the natural approach. You don't eat strong, you don't consume strong sugars. You don't, you don't consume cocoa products like, like chocolate, like M&Ms, like Ovaltin, like Milo. You don't consume these items. You don't consume strong sugars. Then HIV will not have the raw materials to produce reverse transcriptase. Up to this point, is it clear? I, I think I understand what you're saying. I think uh, are those materials sort of in the foods that we eat generally anyway so that you basically if you're eating foods, any foods over the course of a day or a week, are those building blocks for the virus to replicate already in That's the other correct. foods? That's many people, correct. Many people are in the dark. This is why this show is very important. Many people are in the dark. And <laughs> I had I had I had a bishop who quoted Genesis one twenty nine to me. He quoted it, and he said, "Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours." for food. End of quote. That's what a bishop told me. That everything that I see, God put it there for us to eat. Fine. That's why today you are wearing a pacemaker. That's what I told him. That's what I told him. I said, that's why today you are wearing a pacemaker. (laughs) <laughs> you study you study the Bible and all you do is quote and quote and quote and stick to the quote. Fine. But the same Bible also said, Let there be light and there was light. So what does it mean? What does light do? It brings enlightenment. It brings knowledge. So if you are stuck where you are, and you don't use knowledge to deconstruct the foods that have seeds in order to know the health disruptors in these foods, you will continue to wear your pacemaker. That's what I told him. Then later on, he said, what I said makes so much sense. 
can I come and talk to his congregation? I said, no, 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 that's not, no, no, I don't have, no, no, I, I, I just, I'm just having a frank talk, a frank discussion with you right now. But for you, for you to give me an assignment and a special program not to be coming to your church and be talking to, no, 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 I don't have too much time for that. That was, that was how we ended. Right. There are people who say the God gave us all kinds of foods out there, therefore we are going to your feet great. Yes, it's true. God gave you everything. And God also gave you the knowledge to poison your neighbor, to poison the well, to kill the entire family. That God gave you that knowledge. Don't turn and blame God for everything that that, that is good or for everything that is that, that is not good. Use your knowledge. Your, your 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 differential knowledge. Use it. We are here to discuss the natural way to prevent HIV AIDS and the natural and the most scientific way to cure these diseases. That's what we are doing. We are enlightening the general public on these issues. Let me ask you this question. So yes. One of, the, one of the most profitable things for drug companies and the big corporations that are out there are trying to find solutions to these diseases. So AZT, you know, your retroviral therapies and that sort of thing. If it's easy to sell a or to talk to people about diet and that sort of thing to sell the disease, why are so many people dying as a result of the various diseases that we're talking about and having. But this is exactly what this is exactly what we talk about scientific eating. Scientific Dr. living. Dr. Nardi, one moment before you answer that. Great question. Everybody in the chat room, please call in because the show if you're on the phone, the show will stay on the air. If you're listening on the chat room, it's going to cut off the live computer stream in two minutes. Please call in at three four seven two zero five Nine zero eight nine three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Hear the answer to this question and many more. We've got other people who are just shooting their hands up right now. Please call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Thank you, Dr. Yeah, I apologize, Coach. I didn't mean to. Oh no, 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 Carlton, you good? We got a whole other hour. No, no, no. Listen, uh, why is it that so many people are dying of these diseases? Well, the scientists too are dying of diseases. The scientists too are dying of diseases. The manufacturers of drugs are also dying of diseases. No one is being spared. But if you eat scientifically, you'll be able to prevent diseases naturally. Don't get the disease and then try to fight it. This is the wrong approach. Prevent the disease. And how do you prevent the disease? By living and eating scientifically. When you are sick, choose root cause therapeutics. Don't go for a drug that is going to mask the symptom. Why is it that people who have HIV eventually be, uh, have AIDS? It's because they allow themselves to be treated with pharmaceutical drugs. The drug that is being used now to treat HIV is called Stribiro. S-T-R-I-B-I-L. This is a combination of four different drugs. The four drugs are M3-C-Tabin, Tenofovir, 
inviter gravir and could be six that. These are the four drugs. Combination of four. It's a drug cocktail. And what does this drug cocktail do? What does it do? Elvit. Elvita Gravier. What is that? Elvite Gravier. Correct. But I call it Elvit. Elvit interferes with the enzyme which HIV uses to multiply to reverse transcriptase. Excellent. Hey, let's clap for the pharmaceutical companies. Good. Unfortunately, Carlton, unfortunately, Elvit compels HIV to become a macrophage. What is a macrophage? A macrophage is a virus that infects bacteria and candida in order to avoid the toxic effects of the antiviral drugs. Then, the HIV drugs make the person to develop chronic diarrhea. Chronic diarrhea with emaciation, where the person loses weight until it becomes a bow, um, bony, it's a skeleton, walking skeleton, is the leading symptom of AIDS. Therefore, what makes a person to develop AIDS? It is Elvit that makes a person to develop AIDS with chronic diarrhea. Everything you eat becomes causes diarrhea. You drink water, diarrhea. You drink soup, diarrhea. Yes, eventually your lungs will shut down and you develop pneumonia and you die. So you say that what? Drugs are doing what? Saving lives? I am sorry. Drugs will treat the symptom and the side effect of this drug is something that will not be pleasant. Right. You know, and I, I'm, in the, to be completely honest, I'm calling in to learn. I've listened to a couple of shows, and so I'm trying to figure out um, sort of what things could actually, you know, help me in life and that sort of thing. But understanding the difference between, so, for example, you were talking about drugs, and there are some drugs that have been proven to help. So, for example, if you have syphilis, one of the drugs that they prescribe to you is penicillin which has been known to be an effective treatment to syphilis, not only to the symptoms, but also to getting to the root of what the problem is. No, 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 no. Even there, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you. Um, um, uh, syphilis, after a while, you, you treat yourself with, 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 with penicillin. After a while, the spirogate, the, 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 the bacterium, Develops resistance to, uh, to 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 penicillin because it, it penicillin the drug rather helps it to produce the enzyme called penicillinase penicillinase and this is what makes the person to develop resistance not only to penicillin but to a wide variety of drugs then you become a drug resistant person. Right. So you, you have gonorrhea. You have gonorrhea. You have pneumonia. Which drug would they use? You are resistant to all these drugs. Eventually, you will not do well. What's your next question? 
Right. So, so the, the point is, and I don't, I don't want to take up all the questions. I'll just ask one question just, just to make sure I understand that your point is that the drugs, you know, penicillin for syphilis, for example, help you to produce an enzyme which helps you to fight the syphilis. But your your point is that you can get that same enzyme through methods that don't make you also resistant to other diseases. That's correct. Okay. Okay. So the okay. so the okay. best the the best solution is remove the growth factors from your body so that you will not be a magnet that attracts syphilis, a magnet that attracts gonorrhea, a magnet that attracts uh, hepatitis, and on and on and on and on. That is my point. Right, right. Well, listen, I, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I just, uh, uh, Coach Kyer and I have talked about this stuff uh, a number of times, so I just wanted to call in to let you know I was listening and to ask a question I had. I appreciate it. Oh, you. no, no, no. You're welcome. That, that's a very, these have been very, very intelligent questions that will, that will help others also who are listening, you know, to, to have a clear-cut understanding of what we are discussing. So these are very intelligent questions, and I thank you for that, okay? Most definitely. Appreciate it, Doctor. You're welcome, sir. Okay. Jay Carlton, thanks for calling in. Yeah, no doubt. This is a dream come true. Yes, yes, yes. We do. We love our intelligent callers calling in. Dr. Nardi, you always say it. When you come to Original Native Radio, you're going to get those intelligent questions. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. I said it and I maintain it. It's very, very, it's very good. I, I like it, yeah. Dr. Nardi, um, there was another, I know you were getting ready to talk about, um, um, you were getting ready to talk about the drug before we had, I think you said you want to talk about the drug that causes the HIV virus, but I want to make sure there's another, um, people were talking about HPV, human, I think it's papillomavirus. Okay, human papillomavirus, yes, HPV, yes. HPV. Yes. Right. <clears throat> and you want you, you want me to address that? Yes, yes, yes. Many many women many women have HPV. Many women have HPV. And this is not this is not this is not good. When a woman has uh when a woman goes for a pap smear test and her cervical cells are abnormal. What is the solution? Physicians do not have a clue. Drug companies do not know how to how to solve this problem. In symptometry, we do it without breaking a sweat. <laughs> we have particulates that help the woman's cervix to rebuild. We have particulars that do that. And you go, f I mean, it was very interesting. Uh, a lady, a lady put it to the test. We, she, we treated her and she went for the, uh, another pap smear and her cervical cells were normal. I say, yes, we know what you are doing. Tissue renewal help your tissues to renew themselves and all the abnormalities will go away 
HPV is a virus that finds its growth factors only in the cervix, not on the skin, not in the eye, not in the lungs, just in the cervix. Because the cervix is acidic. It lacks acid areas, acidic areas. In addition to that, there's a, there's a lot of mucus there. These, these are the two factors that attract HPV and get it glued to the cervical area. So what do you do? You rebuild the tissues around the cervix. And once the growth factors have dried out, HPV will commit suicide. Very simple process. So if you have HPV, you call symptometry. We'll take care of that for you. And if you don't do that, and you allow HPV to remain there for a year, two years, three years, you'll be the perfect candidate for cervical cancer. Because the toxin of HPV will prevent oxygen from getting into your cervical cells. And this is how you test positive for cervical cancer. So cervical cancer is totally preventable. That's why you go for pap smear. Go for it. And if you have abnormal pap smear, you pick up your phone and you call symptometry. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, the article that um, I was reading on that was talking about how it was related to oral sex and something about a new study showed that there was a rapid increase in the number of throat and neck cancers over the last 12 years with uh, they're saying thousands of new cases occurring every single year. They're saying that the, uh, the cl doctors are claiming that the throat, mouth, and neck cancers was once caused by uh, primarily by tobacco use, but also the use of tobacco has declined. The rates of certain cancers related to HPV have been on the rise. And they said, according to the Journal of Clinical Oncology, over 11,000 cases of cervical cancer will be diagnosed this year, but the number has been declining. It says regularly, women regularly get pap smears, but men are less likely to go to the doctor. As a result, the number of HPV-positive uh, cancer cases will rise to 8,700 with 7,400 of these cases in men. Uh, what can? How are the men catching these HPVs from the women? Is it from oral sex, or uh, what can the man do? Is it is it not safe for him to have oral sex anymore, or or can or or is it even feasible for him for us to still call HPV a sexually transmuted disease? Well, HPV, HPV, I've already explained the origin of HPV. If you have intercourse with a woman who has HPV and you are producing low GTP, your immune system is weak, the likelihood that you are going to have this disease is also very high. Throat cancers, mouth cancers, tongue cancers. I'm teaching a person who has tongue cancer right now. Tongue cancers have nothing to do with HPV. 
They have nothing to do with HPV. Where is the connection between oral sex and throat cancer? I want to see the hard evidence. Where is it? You see, I am not a speculator. I want hard evidence. I want a person who has had HPV who also developed throat cancer. I want to see it. And then the particulate that I used to reverse HPV, to, to, to rebuild the woman's cervix, I will use it. If it works, it is HPV that causes it. If it does not work, it is not HPV. Streptococcus. Streptococcus is the bacterium that causes cancer because it produces an enzyme called deoxyribonucleasid. It is this enzyme that causes a mutation. Streptococcus lives in the throat. You hear, you hear the word strep throat, strep throat, strep throat. Streptococcus lives in the mouth. It is the enforcer. It is the enforcer of what? It is the enforcer of the pH of the mouth. The mouth will have to be acidic. You gargle, you gargle with, uh, with uh, hydrogen peroxide. That is going to make your mouth alkaline. What do you think streptococcus will do? You are disturbing its environment. It will teach you a lesson. It, it is in charge. It can produce different toxins. But if it produces the toxin that has deoxyribonucleasis, you will be in line for throat cancer, mouth cancer, or tongue cancer. It's as simple as that. I am not interested in oncology said uh, this. No, I want hard evidence. I want hard evidence. We don't throw things just 